All right. Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast. I'm your host, Coop. This is episode 30 of our little podcast here. Uh, tonight, we've got a couple people here to talk Reds baseball baseball with you uh let's start with polly here's the thing here's the thing reds fans we're in the midst of a game and we're in the midst of a hunt i think i feel it but i'm very optimistic optimistic as a reds fan though so bear with me please yeah we're recording here on wednesday night uh the reds have a two nothing lead bottom of the eighth yasiel puig up ryan how are you tonight I am feeling fantastic and free. Uh, the Reds are playing winning baseball, and that's all that matters to me. Oh, looks like that one's going to be deep enough to get a run in from Puig. Let's see. Here of comes course a, it is. Here comes a throw. Joey Votto's running. So you go, oh, they threw it to third. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> Reds take a 3 nothing lead. Well, I've only got one thing to say about that. Ooh. Is that a natter day? Paulie is, in fact, is another day. Ah. I heard it from my beer. I'm sorry. It was on <laughs> recording. So we got to talk about this Tom Brenneman situation. So oh. earlier this week, Tom Brenneman, he's the, uh, he's the play-by-play guy on TV, for those of you who don't know. Son of Marty Brenneman, unfortunately. I'm thinking he's a bastard. Tom... <laughs> Really is the is the Ramsey Bolton of yes, yes. he is <laughs> of the Red the Ramsey Bolton of baseball. He, he's, That's the, he's, the, <laughs> he's definitely the Ramsey Bolton. He's not the John Snow. I've just started. No. I'm like on season four, so I get these references now. But anyway, oh, this is great. <laughs> but anyway, you know what? Fuck it. This is now a Game of Thrones podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is a Game of Reds. Tom stuck his foot as far in his mouth as possible, probably all the way through the back of his head. Addison Russell, who plays for the Cubs, is a real... First of all, he's a piece of shit. Second of all, he beat his wife and was suspended for it. Not a good guy. Not a good situation. Because the Reds are playing the Cubs and Addison Russell is not from Middletown, Tom had to find something else to talk about. Well, and Tom loves his Cubbies, so. I mean, former Cubs announcer, so. He decides to go on and on about how Addison Russell suffered through a a suspension and then called it a domestic, what, situation? He didn't didn't even say that it was domestic violence, that he beat his wife. That somehow... Sounds like a Jersey Shore character. That somehow Addison (laughs) Russell had suffered through some great hardship... And he was overcoming it by coming back to the Cubs. So I've got I've got some thoughts on this. First of all, Tom, go fuck yourself. This guy's wife it's it's on the internet if you want to search for it, the details of it. Some of it will make your 
blood crawl, skin crawl, blood bur- whatever, you, whatever the fucking thing is called. Um, <laughs> the guy's a piece of shit. He was suspended for beating his wife. He didn't overcome shit. This was all on him. This was his fault. Everyone with a brain called Tom out on it for this. And it forced him to actually give what what we call a Tom apology. The I'm sorry the you apology. Yeah, the Tomtology. One of those well, I'm sorry you got offended apologies. But it was more than I expected. So let me start with you, Polly. What did you think of the whole Tom Brenneman situation that happened this week? Here's the thing. Domestic violence is wrong. And there's no side to it. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. Now, what Tom did was wrong. 100%. His apology would, did not feel remorseful. It did, he, I, I feel like he maybe felt like he didn't even say anything wrong. Or, But it comes, it comes across that I really feel like the the Brennan era is coming to an end in Cincinnati. And I feel like this might be a force to maybe find other, other, other voices for the Reds in the future. Like, I don't, I honestly don't feel like Tom has ever represented the Reds well enough as an individual. He's always lived in his dad's image with the Reds. He's never, I, I like on any broadcast, he's never that positive. He can be a good in-game caller, but he's never been that positive at the Reds in general. He's always turned me off as an individual. Well, and it's, and the thing is, here's the thing, Polly. It's not just that he's negative. I don't, I don't care about you know if somebody screws something up and he calls him out on it. That's whatever. He is just negative about everything that has to do with the Reds. I mean, even people that are good, like shitting on Joey Votto or. You know, well, his dad does a very good job of doing well, that. Exactly. It's like, why? I, you know, I don't need a cheerleader, obviously, but just be fair. That's the main thing for me is be fair. Ryan, your thoughts? Yeah, well, I mean, if anyone who follows me on Twitter, which there are not that many of you, at RyanRPO5. Um, Follow Ryan. He He's not as <laughs> disgusting in real life. Uh, I, I mean, I tweeted at the Reds and the Reds PR staff. Uh, basically since the moment it happened, um, leading up until what the second inning when he apologized, um, and the complete lack of silence from Fox Sports, Ohio, the Reds PR staff. You mean the complete science, not lack of science, silence. Oh yeah. The complete silence. Whoops. (laughs) Cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start that over. The complete, the complete silence from. Fox Sports Ohio, the Reds PR, like that to me spoke volumes. And the fact that Tom didn't open the show apologizing for the remarks, you know, Welsh, I you know, said this before we started recording, at least Welsh sat there, opened up the game, looking straight at the camera and apologized for what he said. And I truly believed his apology. I agree with that. Uh, Chris Welsh, I gave him the benefit of the doubt of, that he didn't mean did the too. way it came out. I did too. But even so, he manned up, looked straight in the camera, yeah. and apologized. T- 
Tom just yep. kind of threw it in there in the middle of an interview. There's all my sons on social media. He told me, oh, there's a big hubbubaloo, you know, about what Sam, something I said yesterday. Fuck you, Tom. Yeah, fuck you, Tom. Like, come on. We, it, it just, I mean, we, we had the podcast about Marty's burner account on Twitter, you know? Like, yeah. Tom, we have to be socially aware of what you say, the things you say, and how you say it. Like... How long have you been broadcasting games? I mean, my God. I mean, come on. Is it that? Yeah. I, I always thought that's why Tom was so bitter about baseball. It was because he was with the Cubs. He was a Cubs fan. Then he went to the, with the Diamondbacks. Mm. And he won a World Series. And he was happy. And then he got hired by the Reds. And then they were down for so long. You know, it was just like one of those things. It was like, are you? I always thought Tom Brenneman was never, ever happy to be here in Cincinnati. Well, and here's the thing, Polly. If you listen or watch one of his NFL broadcasts, he is not like this when he's doing an NFL game. He's yeah, very he's lively. Not. He's very, very lively different. during an NFL broadcast or uh, other Fox broadcasts. Yeah, he's done college football. I remember he did the bowl game between Florida and Cincinnati when Tim Tebow was there. And he yep. I mean, he sucked off Tim Tebow the entire game. Well, that's what he does. But, I mean, it was he was at least, you know, not just being – a Debbie Downer the entire game like he is when he's broadcasting a baseball game. You're telling me Tim Tebow is not from Middletown? Apparently not. Um, Jacksonville. So. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. That was a Kyle yeah. Schwarber stab. Kyle Schwarber. Oh, yeah. Um, Jesus. He might he might, he might as well be Jesus. He might as well be Jesus to Tom Bradman. <laughs> I mean. Vader, Tom, stop it. Tom literally... <laughs> Tom literally got the Middletown reference out before the first pitch. Like, he literally, Schwarber came out the bat before the first pitch, before the boys stepped in the batter's box. And he said, right from right up the road here, Middletown. Shut up, Tom. You know, and they, and they have a replacement. They ha- Jim Day does just fine. And he's actually enjoyable to listen to. I feel like he actually likes the Reds. He actually likes the players. Jim Day does great with Chris Welsh whenever they do the games together. You know? Have Jim Day. I forget the, I forget the new guy's name that they're bringing on next year. What's his name? Tommy Thrill. I think he's really good. I yeah, like him a I lot. I like Tommy Thrill. And yeah. I like when they have a Doug. Um, gosh, like have a Doug Gray. Mind. Shout out. Shout out to Doug. No, 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 no Doug. Uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to Doug Gray. So waiting for a follow <laughs> back. Um, <laughs> Shit, I am too. Him, uh, him off he's of a former Reds pitcher. He's on uh, Doug. Uh, Doug Flynn. Doug Flynn, he is, he could be on every broadcast with him and Brantley, and I'd be, like, thrilled every Reds broadcast because of them, too. I mean, I like Jim Kelch, but I guess the Reds didn't. Yeah. Uh. No, I'll tell you who was terrible. You remember Steve Stewart? No, I don't remember Steve Stewart. I don't remember Steve Stewart. He was the guy that came in after Joe retired, and he was awful. Oh, I do remember that. He would be like, and there's a fly ball. And it's out of here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He was boring. Yeah. You guys remember remember Cowboys' first game? Oh, yeah. He He was. was. No. Oh, God. He was god awful. I I mean,. I remember oh. he just started like telling a story, and uh, Marty was like, "Hang on a second. And he goes, "What?" He's like, "We got to take a break." And this one belongs to the Reds because the Reds just won. 
<laughs> no, that that part was serious. Think, the Reds just won. Yeah, no. Do you the think Reds, the Reds just won? <laughs> Wells probably was like, "You can't be as bad as me. I have to be the worst." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, give it up to Cowboy and Wells because you know they have grown as analysts. You know, shout out, shout out, out Think Pitch. Shout think Shout pitch, out you'll be, pitch, you'll be you will be on my pod, our podcast soon. Trust me. Yeah, um, we'll reel you in, Chris. You've been on some other podcasts. You might as well be on the one. Cube's podcast plus others. Sorry, no, <laughs> let's be honest. Fine. You're fine. <laughs> so that 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 kind of segues into another topic that uh, Paul, you briefly mentioned it uh, earlier. Marty's burner. I know on the podcast last week. I said, and we all said, we shouldn't out Marty's burner. You know, we're not going to dox him. We're not going to do all this. And then Tom said what he said, and I was like, fuck it. And I put it out there on Twitter. So, if you have not seen Marty's burner. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Here's here's the thing, Reds fans. I didn't see it. Um, <laughs> I like what I'm. I like what I'm. I like what I'm thrown into right now. This is live <laughs> in action right now. So, just go to my Twitter and you will see oh, at Onoku, and you will see where I've called out Marty, and you can look through his tweets and his likes, and then you will get the wet granny sluts references. Oh God! Oh, I just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> 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 I'd uh, rather do that, Ryan. I'd rather do that. Let's watch the world. <laughs> okay, so Vic- victory, victory. By the way, yeah. Let's let's uh, let's talk about a little Reds baseball. The Reds just won three to nothing. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, what by the time you hear this, you will have already known it. But still, uh, the Reds won three to nothing tonight uh, against the Brewers. So that what that makes them what five and a half or four and a half out of first something like that uh i still think it's a stretch that they would be full-time buyers i think they'll do the whole sell off some rentals and uh buy some controllable pieces if they can uh Polly, your thoughts oh, oh i was excited you know they would be buy. you know I was, i'm very excited i'm always optimistic about the rest always excited. there's there's never a doubt. There's never a day, never a doubt that I'm optimistic about the Reds because I want them to win. I want them to be positive. I want them to do so well that they win every single World Series. But I know that they're not going to. Here's the thing, Reds fans: you have to be a business to operate, and, biz- and baseball is a business. The Reds have to operate as a business from here on out. They're winning. They're starting to do better. They need to plan for the future. And being buyers or sellers, we'll see. But I don't think they'll be buyers. I, I want them to, and I want them to compete, but I want them to compete for the next four years, not just this year. Ryan. I've been thinking about this a lot here lately, and I've, there's not too many pieces to actually sell and get good va- get enough value for them going into the end of the season in 2020. Um, you know, 
I'm gonna stand by my statement. The Puig needs to have a he needs to have an extension. Um, two to three years. That's that would be my base. Um, that's where I would start at. Uh, Iglesias, he's another one. I think he, he's your he's your starting shortstop, and I don't think there's anyone else who's gonna take that job from him. It's not gonna be Peraza because he obviously did it when Scooter came back. Well, and and breaking news: uh, Scooter Jeanette's groin. Yeah, uh, he's got he's got the the tightness in his balls again. Yeah, Scooter broke his dick. the groin. Yeah, Scooter Jeanette, again. Scooter Jeanette broke his dick again tonight. So, <laughs> um, there's there's no timetable as of tonight, Wednesday night at nine fifty six p.m. Eastern time, uh, as to the extent of the injury. But Ryan, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, you know, with Scooter Scooter's hurt. And plus, I don't think there's enough time if he hadn't have gotten hurt or is, even if he doesn't miss any time with this injury. I think there's enough time for him to have an actual trade market to go to another team to get any value back for him. Um, you know, Dietrich still got a whole nother year of, uh, uh, you know, of control left. But he hasn't shown that he can be an everyday player. So I don't think teams are going to give up a lot for him. Um you know, obviously Suarez is here for a long haul. Sins Alvado, uh, Tucker's hurt right now, so you can't even trade him and that that really great contract that he's got. Um, plus, I don't think you want to break up the continuity that he's had with pitching staff, which he's handled them very well this year. You know, Casale's got some value, but again, he's a backup catcher who can hit. Um, Farmer may have the most value of everyone because he can play all the infield spots, and he's got a, some pop in his bat. You know, in my, in my opinion, I don't think there's, you know, there's a whole lot to sell. You can sell Roark, but I don't know if you want to, if you want to try to contend in the second half. Well, if you're trying to contend, obviously you hang on to him. But I think if, right. if, if we get to, say, two and a half weeks from now, approaching the deadline and the Reds are still... If they're still stuck where they are, if yeah. They're, if they're still, you know, if there's still six teams ahead of them in the wild card and three teams ahead of them in the division... Tanner Rourke has probably the best return. The biggest, on, yeah, he's the got the biggest return value. on investment investment for the guys that are on the one year deals right now. Uh, right, Woods not pitching ever going to pitch for the Reds. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be on the DL all year. I'm telling you, I was I was optimistic, but this last setback, I just don't see it happening. And if it does, the only the only way that it does is if the Reds are actually contending. Um, and they need the extra pitcher. If they don't, if they don't get out of the cellar and make a move up towards the front of the central or the wild card, um, I don't, I don't think Wood will pitch this year at all. I think he'll, he may shut himself down as we get closer to August, September. Um, he may if say, he, you know, if what, he was, I'm just getting, I'm just getting ready for free agency and going to come back next year. But I, I wouldn't also would not rule them bringing him back at all. He may come back on a one-year prove-it deal. Go ahead, Paulie. I agree. I, I agree with you on that. Wood, Wood needs to prove himself before they do something like that. But uh, I, I feel like he probably needs to voice his, his himself a little bit more and be like, "Hey, let's give me another shot next year." But uh, I just read a report or, or an article, uh, like literally on Facebook, about uh, MLB trade rumor, like talking about all about uh, Roick, like being. Trade bait, like he's ready to yeah. get, like ready to be traded. I mean, like that was forty-five minutes ago. I mean, like, uh, yeah, I just saw that too. It, it just, it, it, I mean, wow. I was like, whoa, holy shit. I mean, if they're saying that. Usually, it's like things are happening. 
you know, like, or at least like talks are being happened, but well, probably teams are interested in, and they probably, I mean, of course they are. They probably call the reds about him. And honestly, I, out of everyone that is, could be traded, I think he's the one that could go. His spot could be filled by another pitcher. And I, and I think you could still get the same amount of on field value as what Roark has given. You got to look at it too. He's pitched a little bit over his head as well. So you, you're going to expect a little bit of regression to come in. And that ERA is going to float up. Whip's going to float up. He's not going to be as effective. Um, so, in my opinion, I, I think you sell high on him. You get what you can. You fill his slot with Cody Reed or Lucas Sims, somebody like that. Get them up. Let them pitch. And that's a young control arm that you're giving innings to, which is obviously good for the future of the team. Do you sign Scooter to a bench? No. No, next year. No, no. no. Okay, no. I agree. I, I agree. I agree. I don't. I, I just his I don't services. His I, services don't the Reds. If he's going to be hurt, I think his services don't the Reds. Well, let him go. Let him walk. And the, I mean, I, last I year, last year at the trade deadline proved, boy, well, in this offseason and the trade deadline proved that there's not really a whole lot of a market for him. So he can so talk bring to, him back on the cheap. But if you bring him back on the cheap, then you're just keeping somebody down that. Like an Alex, like an Alex Blandino or a, a Jonathan India or somebody that could come up and learn on the job, and I know the Reds. Well, are I don't. Remote, but I think, yeah, I think it's. I don't know. I don't think any of the top prospects are coming up next year. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, at least not early on. Like the way we were clamoring for Senzel to be up, I don't see any of those guys. I don't see Tramel or India making that jump. Um, only because this year. They've had, you know, Tramel's dealt with injuries. India's kind of, he hasn't hit very well this year. Um, he's, I believe, last I looked, he was starting to pick it up a little bit. But, you know, they haven't had, like, that full year of success at a level that you like to see from your top prospects. So I don't think that they're going to, I don't think those guys are realistically going to be in the majors next year. So then it comes down to, what do you think of Josh Van Meter? And, you know, basically, if you think Josh Van Meter can be a solid contributor at the major league level as a second baseman, then, yeah, you let Scooter go. You insert Van Meter and you let him play and see what he does. Um, you know, if Van Meter ends up being a quadruple-A player, somebody who just rakes in triple-A but can never get it together in the major leagues, which, by the way, I don't believe that. He's barely played in the major leagues at all this year. Um, then, you know, 2021 you're looking at india possibly coming up two weeks after the season begins um due to service time and he's your second baseman well and and paulie here's the thing alex blandino i think still deserves some kind of a shot agreed 100 percent agrees i love alex blandino he's fan since, since he's come back from injury down in louisville he's got an unbased percentage of like 440 something that ridiculous like that and he's batting leadoff down there. And and also, down in Chattanooga, you got Mitch Ney, who people yeah. may not know about. But, I mean, he's slashing 303, 362, 551 right now. So, and he's, I mean, he's, so he's kind of a late bloomer, but go ahead, Polly. Here's the thing. There's people that are high prospects. I think the Reds could dump to get high prospects back. 
to where they could fill that spot right very quickly. And Jonathan India is one of those people I think they can tra- trade very quickly for the next year, year and a half to get that, a lot of value out of him for what he's worth right now. Well, in the uh, I don't know if I would do that. Well, I mean, the Reds were willing to giving up it, it, for I mean, JT Real Muto. Uh, yeah, if it's if it's that type of caliber player, all day long. Like I've said many times before, I'm eating my crow on Christian Yelich. I've I am was completely wrong about that. Um, I wanted him bad when when yeah when he was we all were we all were Ryan. Yeah, because I I just remember I just remember just yelling from the rooftops, yelling at the clouds. You know, you don't trade India, Trammell, Sinzel, or Green. And other than Sinzel, I would just about trade any of them for an elite player. Well, and if you listen to this week's... Uh, for the right player, we'll say that. This week's Red Reporter podcast, shout out to Wick Terrell. Shout out to Wick. Wick was talking about what kind of package shout you, out Wick. you would need to get uh, Francisco Lindor from the Indians. And, and I agree that outside of... Nixon Zell, who I think is, I think you can f- safely say has graduated from the prospect. Yeah, basket. he's, yeah, he's not a prospect. But outside of that, there's not anybody in the system I wouldn't give up for Francisco Lindor. Right. I mean, he's got two more years of control, and he's one of the best shortstops in the game. I like, I like, I like Tremel too much. I'm gonna be honest. Well, I mean, I like him too. I love Tremel. I, 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 think, I don't. I think, I think he could be something. Spectacular. I don't know if I want to give up those type of prospects for somebody who has only two years. I would look for somebody who maybe is just entering arbitration, so you get three or four years of control, only because, man, two years, you either gotta you either gotta pay that contract, which we all know that the Reds do not like doing that. They've done it once. (laughs) They've done it literally once, and that was with Joey. Um, That's not true. They did it with Brandon Phillips, and then they did it with uh, Eugenio. Well, Suarez. those are those. Yes, those are all all under a hundred million dollar contracts. I mean, we're talking Lindor is going to command. Oh yeah, all two right. to three. Yeah, he's going to command two to three hundred million dollars over oh. ten, thirteen years, ten to fifteen years. Oh, you know, I mean, we're talking about adding another contract like Joey's. So I don't, I don't think he'll get. Uh, Manny Machado money, but he'll come close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking eight years, $250 million, just off the top of my head without really thinking about it. I mean, that's that's probably in the ballpark. I mean, right around there. And the, the Reds aren't going to pay that. They're not that kind of club, period. So I, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. Um but if you get someone like, I mean, if you get someone like a Yelich who had a contract that ate up all of his, you know, his controllable years, I think plus two. I mean, if you can find someone who's who has that type of contract, I mean, without a doubt, I mean, that's that's huge. It's huge. You know, you bring up, you maybe think of an interesting scenario, like story or whatever, Ryan, like. Baseball in the chessboard. You know, they're, mm-hmm. the the chessboard is always searching for next. Hey, shut up, Peter. Sorry. <laughs> the chessboard is always searching for next Bobby Fisher. You know, right. and and you know, teams are like the Mariners are searching for the next Ken Griffey Jr. The Reds are searching for the next 
Johnny Bench, and unfortunately, <laughs> hey, like the next quote unquote the Pete Rose. I hate to say it, but you know, a player like that, right? You know, like people are so <laughs> stuck in the past. You're right, Polly. They're always looking for that. So, uh... yeah, but my point, my the point was was I really think you know nowadays, like you know, Lindor could had the best contract in the world and he's the best shortstop, but is it worth it? You know what I mean? It's totally worth like throwing all your marbles in for Lindor. Where I think the Reds might have played their cards right with Joe Votto, the best DH in the history of baseball. When it all comes said to it. Like, I think he can play the next 15 years. When a DH comes in, now, he's going to be the best hitter ever. Yeah, I'm going to stop I because know. my dogs I mean, are... I, <laughs> I mean, if Lindor had, if Lindor had a, a contract maybe already set in place that was, you know, let's say the next five years, $125 million, right? Just That's just me ballparking off the top of my head. For you know, a player, a young player who you're eating up their control over years. Um, I mean, in my opinion, I would give up. I mean, I, I personally, I would probably be willing to give up India and Hunter Green for that. Both cool. of them. I would too. I would too. But because I mean, Lador's like, also very right. Go ahead. He's already. He's also very injury prone. Last few years, he's been he's been injured every year. Am I right? Am I wrong? Yeah, he's right. Been injured I a couple think times. Yeah. He's been injured a couple of times, but this past year was the – I think the calf issue carried over from last year, which is what kept him out a little bit at the beginning of this year. But he came back sooner than what they were expecting him to as well. So – but, I'm, you know, a guy, you know, guys like that – I guys like that you really would rather – for a market like the Reds, because, you know, they will never compete with a big market club. They're never going to be the Dodgers, never going to be the Yankees. So – in order to do that, you have to get creative. You know, what if they, what if they did something, you know, prospect for prospect trading? So, let's say you give up two lower level, not lower level, but maybe lower potential type players for prospects that are blocked. So, well, the you could, the best example that's probably Clint Frazier and the Yankees. Exactly. That that was my point. You could go and you could trade for a guy like a Clint Frazier. You could trade for, um, you know, what about you could trade for a guy like uh, Ramel Tapia, who's get, he's getting a lot of playing time of course right now, but quite honestly, you could probably trade a a couple of lower prospects for him, plug him into center field, move Sinzel back to second, and right there you've got a better ball club and younger and more controllable. Yeah, I think, it, but that's going to take a lot to get him. I think uh, the Yankees are a fucking Gestapo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fuck the Yankees. They just don't cut that, that out, Coop. No, don't, cut that out. don't cut that out. No. They just they just signed that kid from the Dominican, Jason Dominguez, and they were talking about this kid being up in uh, three to four 2020. years. So, 2020. 2020. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're even talking about that he could be up he's, by the time he's eighteen. Yeah, he's sixteen. He's sixteen years old. To read up about the who the Reds signed in the international. Uh, signing period, which was uh, July 2nd, go to Doug Gray's website, redsminorleagues.com. Uh, he does a good job with that. He's got some uh, scouting reports Shout out those guys. Shout, Shout out, out Doug Gray. Shout out Doug Gray. I love you, Doug. I love you. That is that is a piece that I would love to see the Reds like get 
right. I won't even say be aggressive because they were aggressive a couple years ago, and it and it. Other than Jose Garcia, like it's kind of backfired. Like neither neither of the three big names, you know, big money names that they got haven't done anything well, other than well, Garcia. And Gutierrez has been okay. And here's the thing: the Reds have had two international signings that they knocked completely out of the park with Aroldis Chapman and Rocio Iglesias. And yes. then you had the Jorman Rodriguez and Juan Duran that just fell flat on their face. Uh, yep. At least Jorman Rodriguez got a cup of coffee, but those signings just... And played players. well in the, the I don't, baseball class. I don't know which one... I was listening to radio all this afternoon, and, and one, of the, one of the guys, they said, they're hoping when the money comes to him, it doesn't go to his head. And they they saw uh, the Cuban guy, the Cuban guys were like, uh, they, like yeah, you know, they were uh, like, they're like, you know, like they saw a like, lot of maturity with it, within him already. To like that, it wouldn't go to it. Like they already knew there was a lot of there's possible negativity with assigning players and international like that. But they're basically the radio was like, oh, they're very happy with their signings, the the two major signings, so to speak. All right. Well. Um I think it's about time that we switch topics here, and uh, we uh, put out the uh, request for some uh, some listener questions, and uh, I put with the hashtag #AskCraig. Uh, you find Marty's burner, you'll know what that means. Uh, first question comes from oh, what do you know? It comes from Polly. Polly asks uh, hashtag #AskCraig. Roman candle or bottle rocket fight? Since we're coming up on July Fourth, I've done both. I'm not saying it's the smartest thing in the world. Uh, bottle Rocket Wars left me with a scar on the side of my face. Was, it's a small one. But, uh, yeah, I've done both. Uh, I, uh, I think the... the say, I, bottle, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Bottle Rocket, bottle rocket scar here, too. Uh, see, like, what we would do is... <laughs> again, this is not very bright. Most people, like, will put, like, a a bottle rocket in like an actual bottle and then shoot it at somebody. But we would like hold them in our fingers until they'd start to go. And I, I learned, I learned how to throw the three foot ones like perfectly to light them. It's like, you know how to like throw them perfectly to where they're launched right out of the like, three foot long, like bottle rockets. Oh yeah. The other than Campbell County kids. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Roman candle one. Everybody's done the Roman candle ones too. So I say do both. You know what? You only live once. Blow your fingers off. I don't fucking care. You right. down with JPP? Jason, J, J, yeah, JPP, JPP. <laughs> He's playing the NFL. So kids, you can do it too. Are you down with JPP? Yeah, Are you down with JPP? Yeah, you know yeah, me. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> I think I just found my uh, my warrior cry for tomorrow. <laughs> Right. That might have been the, that might have been pretty that might have been the opening actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our, our our next question comes from Stormy at Stormy One Blue. Uh, she asks uh, asks Craig, "What is Marty's Twitter?" Account? I'm blue. Sorry. Oh God, Ryan! No, <laughs> never again. Never again. Storm, Stormy listens then. Stormy listens then. Yes. So you should just do your own research. Yeah, Stormy, we've given you hints. Next question. This is from Jonathan Webster at jwebster10. Shout out to Jonathan. He asks, Hello, Jonathan. Uh, hashtag AskCraig. How quickly will you, Coop, be blocked by Marty? Well, here's the thing. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, we're just waiting on him to log on in. 
once he logs back in and sees some of the tweets, it's going to happen. And somebody will have to show him, I'm sure, how to do it. Sure. Shout out to Jonathan Webster. Go West Virginia. Go Mountaineers. Sooner or later, it's going to happen. Marty's going to realize things hit the fan. Shit hit the fan. (laughs) Paulie's like getting attacked by his dogs or something. All I hear is just Paul's just going crazy. There's a ball on the floor they can't get to. So they're like, like, oh my God. So our next question comes from Andy at Farm Andy on Twitter. Shout out to Andy. He asks, uh, hashtag ask Craig, Coop, can you please speak into a mic a little better this episode so the other co-hosts don't drown you out? I agree, Andy. Everybody should fucking hear me and not these other sons of bitches. My point exactly. Just... Nobody said anything. <laughs> Coop, you have a sexy voice. Thank you. I don't know how my voice ever trumps you. Thank you very much. No, I think I mean, you're a host. You're a host. You're a host. I need Andy. Andy, we made we need Andy to come on here and teach us some pointers. That's true. Uh, it's the dog growls in the background, but uh, <laughs> the dog is attacking something. Burr, burr. <laughs> I do need a be- I need I do need a better mic, uh, and this is uh, a perfect time to uh, shout out our sponsor, Cincy Sports Gallery. Uh, go to Cincy Sports Gallery and spend a bunch of money so that they will in turn spend money for me to get a new microphone. Buy all their Scooter Jeanette gear. Yes, buy up the Scooter stuff. Yasiel Scooter. Pe- Yasiel Puig right stuff for them. There's a bunch of Puig stuff in there. I saw uh, Callie's dad on the Facebook Live. Um, he needs he needs to work on his camera angle, but still. Uh, so our next, <laughs> you see right up his nose. <laughs> Shout out to Callie's dad. But uh, our, our next question comes from sometimes podcast co-host Emily at Emily Mwit17 with some underscores in there on Twitter. She asks, uh, hashtag ask Craig, and this is a good one. What's your ideal Puig contract? My ideal Puig Ooh. contract is four years, $70 million. Ryan, you go Ooh. first. My ideal contract is three years, 40 to $45 million. Polly. I'm doing math. Hold on. We're going to be here a while. <laughs> Math is hard. Okay, sorry. I'd say I'd say three years with an option for another year at Play thirty clubs. Clubs, thirty-two million. The squeaking toy just makes that. We're talking about <laughs> millions of dollars, and there's a squeaky toy. <laughs> <laughs> Go into town. <laughs> I'm taking it away. God damn it. <laughs> our ne- our- they were going to town. They were like, oh God, my God, we found this ball. It's great. It's great. <laughs> our next question comes from Bill at OBC2 uh, on Twitter. Bill is a longtime uh, pal, former Red Reporter. Shout out to Red Reporter. He uh, asks, he didn't use the hashtag, which Bill, God damn it. But uh, he has has Coop considered. Do you know how Twitter works? <laughs> Bill has Coop considered hiring a vocal coach to improve his enunciation and inflection. First of all, fuck off. Uh, second of all, <laughs> no. Shout out to Bill. <laughs> My, uh, Bill, Bill. My, I, I have a. Coop, I have a wonderful ex French teacher who would 
what the practice pronunciation was. Sakura Bill. Bill's got a couple other questions. Uh, how many major league ballparks have you each been to? Uh, 69. 69. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I've actually only been, uh, I guess, I guess it's three. Riverfront, Great American, and then I went to Tropicana Field. I thought I had been to another one, but I guess not. How many have you been to? Mm. Ryan, you go first. Uh, obviously, I've been to Great American Ballpark. Um, I've been to Riverfront. Um, well, I've been to the corpse of Riverfront. Remember when they were building Great American? And like oh, half right, of the, the stadium field. was fucking gone. Yeah. Yeah, you've been to Riverfront. Field. You've been to Riverfront. Yeah. Yeah. When it was Synergy Field, that's 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 what I that's what I remember most. I think I was there I think I was there like early nineties as well before they started all that. But uh uh I think yeah, that's it. That's all uh, yeah, that's all I've been to. Six for me. Paul, Paul you're gonna have to Six. do something about the squeaking. Yeah, right yeah you got it. <laughs> they found They found it. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna leave, we're gonna it leave. was in my pocket. I don't know how they got it. They get this. Ah. Oh <laughs> is that a squeaker in your pocket? You no, they're they're <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. They're labradoodles and they're very smart animals. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, every Holly. time every I don't, time I only been to four. I have four. I only been to four to six other bar parks. I haven't been to many. I've been like as a young like kid, like in my twenties. I was like, yeah, I've been to this city and saw that ballpark, but. I only passed by it or saw it, and then now I'm like, all right. I only been to six ballpark, other ballparks. In my, I've been to some minor league parks. Like I've been to the one in Lexington. I've been to Louisville. I've not been to the one up. Lexington is a great time. Lexington Legends is a great oh, yeah. time. That's the only place I ever got a foul ball. At Me any too. Game I've ever been to. Me too. And, Me too. All right, it's story time with with your uncle Coop here. I got to tell you the story about my <laughs> yes. foul ball. Let's go. So the Lexington Legends play in the park on the north side of lexington and it's you know it's just a small minor league park i think it's is it single a double a something like that single a yeah so uh we went to a game and i I mean i've been to multiple games there but uh, there was a game we went to and uh, like the score was out of hand so it was like the ninth inning and we were like let's just you know let's just go ahead and go so we're walking out and somebody hits a foul ball over the roof of the stadium into the parking lot like right in front of us. And it's like bouncing down. I was like, oh, I'll go get that. So I start kind of like walking towards it. And all of a sudden there's this guy on a golf cart that works for the stadium. And he just starts tearing ass after this foul ball. And I was like, you son of a bitch. So here I am. <laughs> I go on a dead sprint through this parking lot. Just because I don't know why. It's a freaking foul ball. And I beat the guy there, and I held the ball up, and I, like, said something to him, and he looked at me like, buddy, I get paid, like, five bucks an hour to do this. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but uh, that's how I got my one and only foul ball is because I raced a guy on a golf cart through the parking lot of, Lex- of Lexington Legends Stadium to get it. Everywhere else, I never – I mean, I've come close where, you know, it bounced, like, a couple seats away from me, but I've never gotten a foul ball. Yeah, Dunn one time hit one, like, right in front of me um, at Great American years ago. Um, And that was the closest I ever came to a home run. But, uh, you know, 
as far as minor leagues go, I've been to the Nashville Sound stadiums because they just got a new one. Um, and those are, I mean, that's always awesome. So shout out to Nashville Sounds, but also shout out to my hometown, of course, with Ohio. We used to have a minor league team, um, not affiliated, but uh, they were called the Portsmouth Explorers. And they played in uh, Branch Rickey Park because, uh, you know, Branch Rickey is from Southern Ohio. If you didn't know that, now you know. And uh, so <laughs> one night somebody hit a home run. And uh, we used to go. We used to go every every home game. Me and my my parents were there. That's really where I kind of fell in love with baseball. And uh, home run gets hit out, and it hits somebody's car. And it was like, oh man, that's oh shoot, you know, that's gonna that left a mark because you could hear it hit the car. And so after the game, we go and we go to the car, and it turns out it was our car, which was this <laughs> piece piece of shit Chevy Nova, it was powder blue. And on the front of the hood had this uh, big, you know, dent in it with the actual markings from the ball into the dent. And it never came out. And, like, I don't know where that car is. It probably got smashed years ago. But up until, like, we got rid of it, that dent always had the, like, ink marks from the ball (laughs) on it. And you can never get it off. It was awesome. (laughs) I did. uh, Go ahead, Paulie. My, uh, go, you go ahead. Keep going. Oh, I was just going to say, I left out a minor league park. I've been to the Florence Freedom Park. They're the independent minor league team. In That's Florence, not a Kentucky. minor league park. That is, high, that is glorified high school baseball. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I mean the, the baseball field at my high school when I was there was basically like a, like a t-ball park. So Florence Freedom Park is like. I had a home run at your high school park, Coop. That's not cool. That's not a T-ball park. Yeah, yeah. In the left field with the big fence, I hit a, I hit a home run there. Oh, the uh, the big fence was there after I graduated, but still. Okay. But yeah, you hit one over that, huh? And and into the fence actually, it stuck into the fence. It wasn't a home run. It was a ground rule double. I was like, that's not a home run. What the fuck? This I <laughs> I ran. <out."> <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, they decided to build this big ass uh, chain link fence fence in the green monster because like right behind it was like the soccer field and then behind the soccer field was a football stadium but i don't know if they were, i don't know why they did it but they just built this yeah it's just this massive chain link fence that's like literally like 30 feet tall it's huge it's yeah. huge that's just, that's like, just it's like, it is a green monster it's like what the fuck dude like how am i supposed to <laughs> and i had a ball so hard it's stuck in the fence and i was like that's not and they're like grab a double i'm like that's the run like that's clearly above the fence line. Like that's a <laughs> home run. Like, but uh, like I consider that my first home run. But, but yeah, yeah, it's my first home run. Grumble <laughs> 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 double, but yeah, I, I scored. <laughs> Bill had another question. Where's the best burger in Cincinnati? That's probably a shout back to the uh, old Red Reporter Burger Tour. I don't know. I'm going to set did, that one out. I, did, I, I, I got an answer. Did, Go did you guys... City View Tavern. City View Tavern? Yeah, right there in Mount Adams. They're open... They're closed on Mondays. They're open Tuesday through Sunday. It's a great burger. They open, they open about 1 p.m., I'd say. Well, there's some free publicity for you, City View Tavern. 
I, used to, yeah, I, I don't know I, much about burger joints I, in, in Cincinnati. I live, I live right next door on the couch next door to the place. You lived on the couch next door? Yeah, I was in college. Oh, was, okay. Lived on the, yeah, yeah. I was but, like, it's like Paul, we just there, sleeping on I, a random couch in the back alley. In the day, <laughs> back in the day, they were a great burger. And recently, a buddy of mine that like we lived with, and we always go there with, he said, hey, with the City View, and the burgers are fantastic still. And I was like, all right. If it's still, best burger, City View Tavern. I can tell you one thing. A lot of the burgers at those places in Over the Rhine are completely overrated. I'm just going to say that. I don't need I don't need jelly on my burger. Right. I don't need weird shit on my burger. I want I want it cooked right. I want it the right mix of whether it's, you know, ground chuck or ground beef or sirloin, whatever the kind of mix you're going to make it. You can season it fine. You know, get you some cheese on there. And I don't need avocado. I don't need jelly. I don't need, you know, the weird stuff they do. I uh, do you want it, red do you want it more, burnt? But, do you want it burnt? Or do you want it like, you no, want it taste a little meat? No, Let me ask you that. No, not burnt. No, we don't do well done around here. Yeah. No. Okay. Good. Good. Back good, at, good, yeah, good. So I don't eat red meat anymore. Um, but back in the days when I did, I always. Was got that your burger. choice or your wife's choice? <laughs> Oh no no no! I uh, I had a heart attack, so they put me. Don't you I'm feel on bad? A, don't you feel now bad? I now I Now I'm now I'm an asshole. Shit! <laughs> we'll cut, don't worry, we'll cut that part. Uh, no, dude, seriously. No, no, you can totally keep that in. I'm pretty open about it. Uh, yeah, no, I had a I had a heart attack. Um, I had a blockage, and so uh, they had to go in and give me a stent and everything. So I'm no longer allowed to eat red meat, uh, saturated fats, or any cholesterol. So I'm on like a. A different type of diet. It's really not that bad, but not eating meat thing kind of gets me sometimes. But um, back in back when I used to eat burgers, pretty much like every single day of my life, uh, well, that I'd was, always we've diagnosed yeah, heart attack. <laughs> we've diagnosed heart attack. Um, so uh, I used to get uh, mid mid rare burger on a brioche bun with uh, provolone cheese. Bacon, egg over easy, mayonnaise, ketchup, and pickle. Hmm. That was my go-to burger. That was that was what I'd always go for. And you cut that burger down the middle and let that that egg run down. I'm I'm gonna totally cheat on my <laughs> diet tomorrow. I may die, but <laughs> um, you just you, know, you let it run down. You eat it. And, oh, it's perfect. Yeah, my, I mean, mine was really just a, kind of a fluke accident. It, well, not an accident, but it's just kind of a fluke that it happened. Like the the doctors. They still don't know why it happened. Just that it happened. So. Well, I mean, I'm glad that you know still here. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Um. Well, that should uh, that should about wrap up this edition of the podcast. Uh, we'll go. <laughs> we'll go around and uh, give our final thoughts. Uh, Ryan, give us your final thoughts. Yeah, uh, final thoughts. Um, Brad's keep pushing it. Keep winning ball games. Um, uh, on Twitter, I retweeted a, a thread from a Cubs fan earlier in the day, and they are scared shitless about the Reds. Even called them the most te- the most complete team right now. So if we can all just get our act together, um, the other teams know we're coming. They know that we're there. I just used we, but I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> resign Puig, resign Iglesias. Here's a here's the thing. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you there, Ryan. 
Uh, yeah. I, shout out to Phil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Phil. Shout out to <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Phil. But right, I agree with you. Uh, it's we need to accept the fact that hey, this is coming, and and the tide is turning, and whatever happens for buyers, sellers, if it it's not going to happen this year, unfortunately not. We would all love it to happen this year, but that window is opening back up again. And I feel the fresh breath of fresh air coming in, and, and it speaks volumes to me. So let's just have a good time, Reds fans, and let's win some ball games this coming next few months, next year. Yeah, let's win some games. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Blacked Out Reds fan Borf on Twitter. Uh, he asked O.J. Simpson if he'd like to be on the podcast at some point. If you don't know who O.J. Simpson is, well, <laughs> but he's a very nice man. Yeah, but yeah, I mean he, I mean he was he was a good football player. He had some killer moves. Yeah, bad. Just slashing and dashing. <laughs> <in the line. laughs> but uh, O.J., if you're listening, slice and dice, slice and dice, slice and dice through the line. Uh, O.J. Simpson, if we're you're all going to hell. If you're if you're listening to this podcast, we would love to have you on. Uh, we will we will talk about. All kinds of sporting events. I know you're into fantasy football. Fantasy football guy here. Big, we yeah. can talk all night. So we'll talk some fantasy football. I mean, we might discuss some other things. But uh, Yankees trade, Yankees Reds trades. You never know. He's a he's a Buffalo. He's a Buffalo Bills fan. He's never said he's a Mets or Yankees fan. Has he? Or a Dodgers Angels fan? Um, I mean, I think we've got our limit on 70s sports icons who have fallen down into the abyss here in Cincinnati. So <laughs> so oh, oh, oh God. shout out to Doug Gray. Doug Gray, give me a, give me a follow. Yeah, Doug Gray. Me, yeah. But, but OJ. yeah, Doug, follow me too. Like what the hell dude? But OJ, think about if you came on this podcast and did a tell all instead of, you know, everybody expects you to do it on like ESPN or Fox or CNN or MSNBC, whatever. Do it on the Hunt for Reds October podcast. That's good. I like that. OJ, listen, listen, listen. OJ, baby, listen. We, you don't, we are, we know you didn't do it. But just hey. come on and tell us how would, you, how you would do it if you did. I mean, he wrote a book that said if you, if I did. <laughs> I'll I'll be I'll be I'll be OJ's next driver. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I used to have a mullet. I'll do it. Proof. I need proof. Oh, no one's fucking seeing that. I had a man. I had a man bun, Ryan. I had a man bun, and I'll show it to you. Proof. God. Oh, I mean, I did too, like two years ago, and I cut my hair off. But no, I'm talking like straight up. Dear God. Nineties, straight up nineties, six year old Ryan. Rat tail. Majestic. Rat tail. That was on the well, ball. I, I, I had a rat too. So, there is a I, like T ball, rat tail, bat up, rat tail flapping in the breeze, man. Did you ever have a Kentucky, we, Kentucky waterfall? Yes. <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. Wow. Flat tops. It was all flat tops in this household. Oh no, we were rebels. Chris Sabo, my friend. Chris Sabo. <laughs> All right. So for Polly and Ryan, this is Coop saying uh, we'll talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio.